0: Welcome to Win the Day with Wasson, presented by MarketScale in partnership with WTD Consulting. Let's deep dive into the principles and perspectives that have shaped the winning mindsets with our guests focused on driving people performance. Confident our guests can help you unlock the coveted it factor that we believe is a learnable trait enabling the separation for success in a world of human commoditization. I'd like to welcome our Win the Day audience. You are in for a tremendous treat. We've had business professionals, we've had healthcare providers, we've had college athletes. We've never had NFL players, college football record holders, fathers, and most importantly, U.S. Olympic bobsledders on win the day with Wasson. You may be familiar with Cool Runnings. We have the legend himself, the pride of McKinney, Texas, Johnny Quinn, welcome to Win the Day with Wasson. Chase, thank you. Thanks for that warm introduction. Well, it's warm. I know you're used to performing on ice, so to speak. Uh, You've got ice in your veins, Johnny. For our audience, it's easy to Google you. It's easy to see the success, the, the global impact you've really had, not only as an athlete, but as a renowned speaker. I want to dial it back, Johnny. You come from McKinney, Texas but there's been a tremendous amount of work in the shadows that's probably put yourself in a position to win the day, ultimately, which you do each and every day. Can you give our audience some perspective on what that journey looked like for you and just some pearls of how you were able to brain train to get yourself in a position to overcome the many challenges that comes as an athlete, but more importantly in life as an Olympian, as a father, et cetera. So take us back To that journey yeah you know growing up my family and i remember my mom telling me
1: this at such a young age that and and she would get this inscribed on everything but it it would say something like if you believe it you can achieve it and i remember as a young athlete i wanted to go pro but i didn't know in what and so my parents put me in all, all the sports right tennis baseball basketball soccer and then i started to gravitate towards football and chase at a young age I started watching a lot of video on Jerry Rice. My all-time favorite athlete, my all-time favorite player. I played wide receiver, so you know, think about this as a young, you know, I was probably, I don't know, 10, 11, 12, right? So I'm I'm a moldable getting ready to turn become a teenager. I'm watching Jerry Rice film. And here's here's what I had what I didn't understand and and watching Jerry Rice and listening listening to his interviews I just thought at that age, if you make it to the NFL, you're a very good football player, until I watched Jerry Rice, because I would watch some of his off-season training, I would watch some of his interviews, and there would be other NFL athletes who would go train with Jerry Rice, and they would say, my goodness, I couldn't keep up with him, or my goodness, he trained so hard. So, Chase, at a young age, I understood the value of hard work. And so that helped, I guess, springboard my career from McKinney and then, and then through college and into the, the, the professional realm. As a young athlete, to see that and hear that, other NFL guys not being able to keep up with Jerry Rice, that helped me understand the value of winning the day, whether that was seventh grade football, or me getting ready to step on Olympic ice, it did not matter. So I think growing up and understanding that concept at such a young age was huge for me.
0: I, I love that, Johnny. I think that's also a principle that is not just applicable for sports success, business, et cetera, whatever you're you know, aspiring to be. It starts with hard work. That's, right. that's been a principle and a theme we've heard from other guests. Well, it wasn't just the work you put in. One thing our audience might not realize, you were not only a success on the field in football at McKinney, a tremendous multi-sport athlete, you had one Division 1 offer. That's right. UNT, Mean Green. Yeah. You made the decision to obviously, you know, bet on yourself, join that program when, you know, they weren't excelling or they weren't right. in a position that currently they are now or really what you helped build. Can you give some perspective around that process for you in recruiting and just your experience as a UNT Mean Green Eagle right so I was Chase I was
1: the I'm the oldest of two boys and so when I entered in high school and and mom and dad know that I want to go pro well the next logical step is we got to go play college somewhere right and so as a first-time family going through the recruiting process here's what we were told Chase we were told you need excellent film you need to make all the plays and score a lot of touchdowns and that will get you on college ro- you know, radars. Sure. And so Chase, my senior year at McKinney High School, I led the entire state of Texas in receptions at the 5A level, which was the highest classification at the time. I finished second in receiving touchdowns and was named one of two receivers to receive the AP First Team All-State. Chase, I had one offer roll in two days before signing day. And so you want to talk about being confused and upset and uncertain. I had all the data that all the recruiters and all the scouts telling me that I needed and I have one scholarship come in 2 days before signing day. Chase, I th- I thought those those athletes who go pro, they have hundreds of offers. And what do you do? You get mom, dad, brother, sister, everybody up on the stage and what does that student athlete do? They select the hat on where they're going to continue their career. Chase I had one offer, and so at that point I realized, again, another life lesson, I'm 18 years old, right? I'm watching Jerry Rice at 13, here I am at 18 with all the data, all the awards, I've got the rings, I've got the certificates, one. What I realized, Chase, is sometimes that's actually all you need in life, is one opportunity, and that springboarded my athletic career at North Texas where I realized I needed to be a multi-sport athlete in college at the Division One level to actually have a chance to go pro.
0: Well, I, I know you're humble in nature, and, and I'll brag a little bit on you, because for our audience that doesn't realize it, not only did you take advantage of that one opportunity, which is key, you made the most of it. Mm-hmm. You were a captain. You were a record holder, most recently announced into the Hall of Fame. Johnny, you were up for the Bolitnikoff Award, which for our audience, that is the singular most recognizable award for a receiver. So that thought process you had as a young boy to visualize success, you started to realize success. Talk about to our audience, Johnny, how you were able to step into the locker room as essentially probably an underrated guy, but had big aspirations what did it take to put yourself in that position, create team buy-in and really put North Texas on the map as a champion in the Sun Belt conference?
1: you know one of the things when I got to campus as an un- you're right as an undersized wide receiver one offered two days before signing day, Chase I remember stepping into the weight room and the strength coach at the time who was the, a leader in my life, he started putting everybody in groups of three. He put the receivers together, the running backs together, the quarterbacks. Well, he gets to me, and Chase. He puts me with two linebackers. Right. So I'm I'm entering college at 175. These linebackers are 225 pounds. A 50 pound difference. I mean, you want to talk about being overwhelmed. I mean, I, I was embarrassed. Chase, the first semester, every time I'd step into the weight room, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 6 a.m., I've got two linebackers as my you know, new weight room teammates, these grown men, they would always ask me this question. They'd say, Johnny, how much weight are we taking off for you <laughs> every time? And Chase, they weren't being mean. They weren't being rude. They were being truthful. I was the weak guy in the group. I was the small guy. And Chase, at this point, I realized I had a couple options. I could go to my coach, the strength coach, the leader in my life at the time, and say, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. I play receiver. I want to go back with the wide receivers. I mean, hey, that's what's fair. Or I could trust in his vision. I could trust he might see something that I can't see just yet. And Chase, I started to get stronger and we stopped having to take off as much weight. And by the time I left the University of North Texas, I set the bench press record, the power clean record, the incline press record, and to fast forward 10 years later, during Olympic qualifications, I became the first athlete to power clean over 400 pounds at the Olympic Training Center in Lake Placid, New York. And so Chase, I share this this story from my time at North Texas And I say this to our listeners, when you feel uncomfortable, because we all do in different seasons of life, sport and business doesn't matter, you're always going to have a couple options. I just want to know, do you choose your options wisely? That was a crucial moment for me in college, listening to a leader in my life
0: yeah i love that i don't think i want to get under the bench press next to you even now Uh, and for our listeners pushing that kind of weight is a testimony to the process it takes to get there i think that's also a testimony johnny to your teammates seeing that vision that process and quite frankly you guys put unt on the map during that time let's fast forward though because you talked about a couple things people that impact you people that establish trust I think there's really four types of people in this world, those that add value, subtract value, multiply value or divide value. It sounds like you've been able to align yourself with individuals that really inspire you or challenge you to be great. Talk about you finish at UNT, a champion. What were those next steps like and how did you ultimately not only excel as an NFL and professional player, but put yourself even in the realm to be an Olympian. Right, right. When I left North Texas
1: and it was time to turn pro, I remember, Chase, we interviewed eight agents. You know, we, they all flew to Dallas, drove to McKinney, put on their best, you know, show and pony and and why they want to represent me. And I remember, you know, we picked the agent that was right for me and he calls me one night and he goes, Johnny, I've got some great news. And I, you know, I'm on the phone, again, just freshly graduated, getting ready for the NFL draft. And he goes, I think you're going to get drafted. And so as a young kid growing up in McKinney, one offer to North Texas, hearing an NFL agent share those words, I, you know, I, my question was, well, why do you think this agent, right? And he goes, Johnny, we looked at the last nine NFL drafts, and they're drafting somewhere between 28 to 32 wide receivers. And I'm on the phone, and, and the next statement, I remember it like it was yesterday, he goes, Johnny, here's the good news. You were in the top 10 in career receptions, career yards, career touchdowns. And so, Chase, see, at that point, I'm, I'm getting ready to go pro. I didn't need to be a math whiz. My agent did the math. Last nine NFL drafts, 28 to 32 receivers are getting drafted. My production at UNT says I'm in the top 10 of all the receivers coming out. And so my thought process is, well, hurry up draft day, right? I mean, come on, who is going to give me a chance to go after this dream? And Chase, when the NFL draft came, 35 wide receivers were drafted, and I was not one of them. And so at that point, Chase, I was, I was confused because I was told growing up, and it's still true today, but I was told this, and I know you've heard this, I was told, if you produce, you get rewarded. If you make all the plays, sport and business, doesn't matter, you get rewarded. And that did not happen with the NFL draft. And so at this point, Chase, I was so confused on how does life work. But then I remembered is that it's those daily decisions to work hard. And whether it's one offer trickling in two days before signing day or me getting passed over in the NFL draft. I signed my first undrafted free agent contract with the Buffalo Bills, and now it was time to get to work because why? I had an opportunity.
0: Well, I love that. The other thing I heard, Johnny, and this is true for our listeners, in life, you have choices. Right. Left, right, Ford. You've lived your life with a Ford Focus. And I think at that stage, you had really a decision to make either you know, count your losses, move on to business, listen to the naysayers that I'm too slow, you know, whatever the the, the too too short, etc. You made the choice to bet on yourself. You go to the Buffalo Bills, arguably have a tremendous run in the NFL, but give our audience some perspective of, and we've talked through this with other th- you know guests, Johnny. You can't unlock the it factor without grit. That's right. And you can't spell grit without it. That's right. Give some perspective on in that moment, you had to figure out there's a choice to be made. I'm about to walk into a locker room with professionals. How did you unlock the it factor to give yourself success in that arena? Yeah.
1: Once I got to the NFL chase, it was a a dream come true, right? I mean, to see my name in an NFL locker room, I, I mean, it it was unbelievable. And to your point, you are right, when you, when you get to that level, whether you're the first round draft pick or an undrafted free agent like I was, everybody there's a professional. Everybody there is good. Everybody there knows how to play their position at the best of the best, otherwise you're not gonna be there for that long. And so it was at that point that I realized the importance, and I speak about this all the time, Chase, of the, the importance of borrowing wisdom. Who are you listening to? What are you watching? What are you reading? It was so important at that elite level that I study, learn, absorb from people who are doing it the right way. Because think about this. I'm 22, 23 years old at the time. I'm stepping into the NFL, leaving a, a fantastic college career at UNT. I need guidance. right? I need a path to see, and so whether it's sport or business, I'm always looking for people who can point me in the right direction. And so, whether it was with the Bills, the Packers, or even my time up in Canada, I'm observing the starters. I'm, I'm, and I remember when I was with um, the Packers, I'm watching this guy on the books for six million dollars, and Chase, he is running a three step slant over and over and over and over and with you a former quarterback you know this a three step slant that that's a route you learn in 7th grade football i mean this is a junior high route and Chase i don't know where i got this but i just thought you know maybe when you get to the nfl that we're going to run some you know there's going to be maybe there's some plays that i don't know we're going to do some trick plays we're going to you know some type of formatting that i've never seen before it was beautiful to see a guy who's on the books for 6 million running this three-step slant over and over and over. And it was an epiphany for me to realize that, hey, the best of the best, they master the fundamentals. They don't outgrow the basics. It doesn't matter how good you get in your sport or in your career. They
0: remain a student of a game. That was refreshing for me to see. I love that. I'm no math major, but I think deviation (laughs) is for math. I think routine creates habits drives lifestyle, drives performance. Mm-hmm. I think that's applicable to all aspects as you've touched on. So let's fast forward, Johnny. You've you've observed these winners, these, these multi-million dollar athletes. Yes. You've seen their habits. You've been able to kind of be a sponge. Your football career ends. You decide what's next. So give our audience some perspective prior to getting to the pinnacle of athletic performance, which is the Olympics. Where did you come after you ended Canadian football? Yeah, Yeah. so I get cut
1: twice in the NFL, and then I go to the Saskatchewan Rough Riders of the CFL, and I ultimately blow my knee out in Canada, and I get cut again. And so Chase, think about this. I'm 22 years old when I enter the NFL. By age 26, I've been cut three times, I lost $2.6 million in NFL contracts, and I blew out my knee. I mean, you, you wanna talk about life hitting you in the face. I, I mean, it, it beat me down. But see, it was at this point, Chase, when losing my professional football career that I realized I had my identity tied to my career. And as long as I was catching footballs and that direct deposit was going in every Tuesday, right? Things were good. But when that got taken away, it was like building my house on sand. When, when the storm came, it all came crashing down. And so, Chase, what I did is I just started watching Cool Runnings over and over. over. My, um, you know, when I got cut from the CFL, it was a very tough time. I just, I thought, or I knew at that point, football was over, and I felt like I had something left in the tank right, as an athlete, but my agent couldn't find a football team. And so he's thinking, Johnny, he represented a bobsledder back in the day, and because there's no NCAA-level bobsledding, right, you can't go to college to be a bobsledder. They look for former football guys with a track background, and so I kind of fit the mold on what they were looking for. And so um, I talked to this driver at the Olympic Training Center, and he's like, Johnny, come out here in a couple months, push a bobsledder around, see if you like it. And so I'm, 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 I said, okay, look, I'll come out. But if my agent finds a football team, dude, I am out of here, right? I'm out. I'm out. Chase, true story. One month before I'm supposed to go get my cool runnings on, I get a phone call from this driver. He goes, Johnny, one of my guys has showed up overweight. Do you want to come up now and compete in the U.S. four-man team trials? And so I'm on the phone thinking, well, when's the race? He goes, it's in two days. I said, two days, man. I've never pushed a bobsled in my life. He's like, Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. All you have to do is get inside the sled. True story, Chase. I say, okay. I fly into the Olympic Training Center the night before team trials. My first time ever on ice was at the U.S. four-man team trials, and we took third place. I mean, it was unbelievable. And what this did, Chase, It set in motion a new dream, and a new
0: opportunity was hatched by saying yes, by saying yes. Well, you've always been a dreamer. Some dream big, others achieve bigger. What I heard too, Johnny, was adversity often can make or break you. It either reveals character or it allows you to respond and create opportunity. And it all goes back to what you said at the very beginning an opportunity may be presented and you choose to either take it or not. So you take advantage. Yes. You're the white man version of Cool (laughs) Runners. There you go, yeah, yeah, yeah. So for those in our audience that aren't aware, this is the pinnacle of athletic performance. The absolute highest of highs. I mean, you're representing your country. Millions are dialed in to the arena. You've performed under pressure Give our audience some perspective, Johnny, of how you recalibrated your brain not to just perform for, you know, in a football game, 60 plus minutes. Right. You've got five seconds yes. to push that sled down, get in, and then go kamikaze. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. yeah. Down a, a track. Yeah. What's that like?
1: Well, going down an icy mountain at 80 miles an hour with no seatbelts, Chase, it is a crazy, crazy ride. The adrenaline is out of the roof. And I remember getting to the Olympic Training Center and, Chase, here I am, I'm in a new arena, but it's the same formula. I'm gonna go observe, observe the gold medal winners. I'm gonna go observe the the Olympians, who were Olympians in 2010, 2006, 2002, who've already been to Olympic Games, and what am I gonna do, Chase? I'm gonna watch their habits. I wanna know what time of the day they're lifting, I want to see what styles of lifts they are. They doing power cleans? Are they more, you know, uh, uh, quicker movements? I want to watch when we're in the Olympic Training Center cafeteria. What are they adding to their plate? What are they passing? Chase, I'm doing the same thing that I did in football in a new sport, a new, you know, quote unquote career. That living in Texas, I have no background in. And so the, again, this is a this is a, a another epiphany for me to understand that these habits, this it factor of understanding that the daily decisions that we make matter, they add up and compound over time. And so it allowed me to reset, refocus and say, well, if I need to learn a, a new set of habits, I'm gonna go learn for the people who have the medals. And so learning that for four years, and then getting named to the United States Olympic team, I mean, to represent our country on the world's greatest stage athletically. Chase, it was unbelievable. I mean, to wear the red, white, and blue, and to hear them say the United States of America and walk in opening ceremonies, what it did, it took all those bad times, those adverse situations, and it was almost like my career has been redeemed, right? These setbacks, which we all go through in life, Chase, they can actually springboard you forward. If you told me growing up in McKinney, Texas, that one day I'd be a bobsledder for the United States of America, I'd say, you're crazy, right? We don't get any snow, I play football, I'm going to the NFL. But Chase, here it is. When an unexpected opportunity presented itself, I was ready. Now, I didn't know when it was going to come, and I had no idea what in the world it was going to look like. But when it showed up on our doorstep, and I would share this to our listeners. When an unexpected opportunity presents itself, are you ready? Are, are you open? Yeah. Chase, are you available to explore that opportunity? I
0: said yes, and I was. I love it. I'm motivated. I got to read the book for motivation. But if I'm looking for inspiration, mm-hmm. I hear you speak. It's the passion. It's the reality of taking that dream into a vision, into representing the country, which for our audience, and I know you won't talk about this, Johnny, there's three individuals that have ever represented the U.S. on the largest stage in the Winter Olympics, and also been professional athletes. Yeah. One of the three might be able to bench press more than you now. <laughs> yeah, all, That's all Hershel, of us. Yeah. Herschel Walker, yeah. Jeremy Bloom, and yourself. Yes. So I think to put yourself on that Mount Rushmore of athletic performance, peak performance mentally, that's something that no one can ever take away from you. And to your point, there was an opportunity. You grabbed it. You blew it out of the water. And that has propelled you into another career of life where now not only are you impacting for gold medals to represent the U.S., but now, Johnny, you're able to make global impact on the way you think the way you operate your vision to transcend success for organizations so can you talk through post-olympics what drew you into kind of sharing your story and really giving the public how you tick and how to think differently to take that opportunity themselves, through books, through speaking, et cetera.
1: That's right. When I got back from the Olympics, Chase, and and just kind of decompressed everything, what I realized is that there are frameworks and tools that I learned in the Olympics and my journey through pro football that transition over flawlessly into the marketplace. And so at that point, I, I, I saw a path to become a corporate speaker and share these tools and frameworks and how companies and organizations and nonprofits and associations can actually use these in their day-to-day life, at work, at home, and in the community. And so that is that has been, it's been a fantastic career to impact companies like a Toyota, a Chick-fil-A, Wells Fargo, Zillow, Southwest Airlines, I just booked Caterpillar, they're bringing me out to their conference in May. And to see the same habits that I used in sport transition into the marketplace. Chase, it's confirmation, again, that these transcend, whether it's sport, business, at home, in the community, it doesn't matter. Chase, watch this. When I was growing up, I wanted to go to the NFL. It was a big, audacious goal. That was my, I'm thinking about the end in mine. When that changed, then it was, I want to win an Olympic medal. See. See how I'm moving the goal, but the habits stay the same. In business, Chase, I wanna to speak to 25,000 people at one time. So far, I've spoke at Lockheed Martin to a group of 5,000. That was a massive group. But I'm moving that direction. Chase, I use these same habits at home. My wife and I, we've been married for nine years. Chase, at year 30, my wife, her name's Amanda, When I come home at year 30, Jason, and and I hit that garage door button, and that garage door goes up, do I want Amanda saying, Johnny's home, or do I want her saying, oh, Johnny's home? See, the day-to-day actions that I do now in my marriage, at work, matter. And so I would encourage our listeners, let's start with the end in mind. And then let's match our daily actions to that.
0: I love that, Johnny. We touched on this earlier. It's brick by brick. That's right. By the inch, it's a cinch. Yeah. By the yard, it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. And and you've touched on these principles. Now, I know you've out kicked your coverage <laughs> yeah. with the mandate yeah. and congrats on Thank that. Thank you. But Johnny, talk through how are you instilling those win the day principles? Obviously, you've talked through the the, the corporate, you know, vision you've casted to the organizations that you're able to speak to. Yeah. But one thing I've admired about you, and for our audience that hasn't gotten to know you, you're the same whether you're competing for a gold medal, or whether you're playing pickleball. Right, that's or, right. You know, yeah, whatever yeah. you're yeah, doing. So, right. so give some perspective yeah. on how you balance that that win the day mindset right. that's always on for you. That's right. But that caring, that nurturing, that loving husband that right. you are, yeah. and just any advice you'd give. Chase, one of the things
1: I, I do. Um, now that as a father and a businessman is I am looking I actively look for men and women who are three four five steps down the road of life that I want to go and so Chase, seriously I am searching for men and women and and when I find them I'm like a sponge because I want to know can you win at work and can you win at home I wanna do both. One of my favorite quotes is from a guy with the name of Dale Partridge It says, success at work without success at home isn't really success at all. And so it is not impressive to me, the man or woman who is has an incredible career, but their home is a train wreck. I, I'm not looking for that. I wanna do both. And so I'm actively in any industry looking for men and women who are winning at both. And I came across a concept by the guy by the name of Darren Hardy. He wrote a book called The Compound Effect. And I did this in sport and I do this today. He talks about bookends. You know, if you look at a shelf and you got all these books, well, you've got a bookend to hold that side of the books up, and you got a bookend on the other side. And so I structure my day that way. In the morning, I have a bookend, I have a morning routine. In the evening, Chase. I have a bookend. I have an evening routine. What that does is it allows me to reset. It allows me to start and begin the day how I want. Because the reality is, and you and I know this, we're both kind of in the same season of life with uh, married with younger kids and you know, being in business. We get pulled in multiple directions. Some days when I go home and I'm like, oh my goodness, what happened today, right? And we got I mean, it's just a lot. Having these bookends allows me to evaluate what matters so that if I if I had a tough day or if I dropped the ball I can reset the next day and I can pick it back up the next day does that make sense it, it makes sense, sense. Yeah. I, I think
0: for our amazing. audience too Johnny it's these are principles that they can buy into yes. you know not everyone's blessed with the intellectual fortitude or that athletic prowess that you know God-given ability right. but everyone's blessed with the ability to Think differently and train your mind to win the day. And there's processes you've talked through that will allow not only our audience, but people that want to tune into what made you successful, what made you push, which is the book you wrote that I think are tremendous kind of pearls our audience can take. So I appreciate you sharing that. As we kind of not digress in any way, but as we push forward and, and talk through you becoming a world-renowned author. Johnny, what gave you that kind of vision to take all these experiences into real life and just comment on the book and how that's impacted a a global audience for you? Yeah, when I wanted to to
1: jump into the corporate speaking space, again, Chase, here I am watching speakers further down the road of life than I am, and everybody has a book. And so I knew I needed a book. And so I wrote this book in a way that, that I've been fortunate to be around Olympic medalists, multi-million dollar athletes, and so I wrote this book with a lot of the wisdom and discernment that I learned just from watching people perform at an elite level. And the neat thing about this book, Chase, is that it reads like a traditional book, page one all the way through the end, but if you're not a big reader, each chapter actually stands alone. And so you can read this, you can just go, hey, what did Johnny learn about it during his time with the Green Bay Packers, and just read that chapter or what did Johnny learn during his time during Olympic trials and just read that chapter so it allows readers to pick and choose where they want to go and i got this concept from another book that i read called mind gem g y n mind gem it's a collection of short little stories to help strengthen your mindset i read that in the cfl and i just loved that format chase i think you you know you've caught on and i know our listeners are catching on I am a, a, a massive observer when I find something that I like, when I watch somebody who's doing something the right way, I mimic it. I, I implement it. That's what I do.
0: I've done that in sport. I do that in business. And that's how I win the day. I love it. You know, success often emulates or mirrors success. Yes. There's a reason why magnets attract. What you've talked through, Johnny, I think is something that I hope our listeners are really tuned in on because it's a formula to success, for success in not just life, right. business, fatherhood. Yes. Um, you know, you want to be a successful pickleball player, hey, softball player, yeah, sure, sure, guys yeah. our age. There's a formula that you've continued to follow. Yeah. I know things are going to continue to be huge on the horizon for yourself. I think, kind of, as we start to close, Johnny. And you've touched on a number of principles to help our audience win the day. But if you could sum up just some of your perspectives or things we haven't touched on that yeah. you think will really hit home, here's the floor for that for that commentary.
1: Yeah, you know, Chase, as I, as I study ultra performers, right, men and women in sport and business who find a way to get the job done with the current resources available, what I look for are common denominators, right? I, I wanna know, is this repeatable? Is this something that anybody that, that anybody can do, whether you have talent or not? And here's what I realized, Chase. Ultra performers, Chase, they, they protect the content they consume. Here's what I've observed in my years of life to date. Some of the biggest lies floating around culture today are wrapped in partial truths. And so it takes wisdom and discernment to spot the lie. And so I, I would just encourage with our listeners, I, I've done this since a young, at a young age and I do it now, and I, I would say it's even more crucial in the day and age that we live in. What are you watching? What are you reading? Who are you listening to? Ultra performers, Chase, they are always running this healthy diagnostic. On is this truthful? Is this accurate? Because if it's not, they turn it off. And so I think that is a a healthy formula for us, for our listen, for the listeners to implement. Is this accurate information? That's huge, and that's what ultra performers do.
0: I, I love that. I don't think there's any more probably ultra performer that has the blueprint than what you've shared, Johnny. I know, speaking on behalf of the United States. We thank you for the way you represented us. Mean Green Nation is a big fan of what you've done. Our Win the Day community has been blessed by your vision and ultimately taking that vision into reality. One thing we like to end with Johnny, and it's a way you live your life. And I think you'll appreciate this. We close with a couple things. We rise, we grind, we shine, we impact. If it ends in Y, we choose to win the day. Johnny Quinn, thank you so much. Looking forward to you speaking in front of, and I'll challenge you, 100,000 people. It. <laughs> and man, I can't thank you enough. Continue to win the day, and thank you for joining. Win the day with Wasson.